Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Thursday, November 23rd, 2017. This is episode 155, Teaching Students to Care. It was the second week of the school year. And I already had figured out this was going to be my most challenging year to date. My six classes had some of the most difficult students I have ever faced in my teaching career. Many of them were angry. Many of them had major attitude issues. Some were confrontational. Others were extremely lazy. The overall vibe by a majority of the students was one that was telling me, I don't want to be here. I'm not interested in what you are trying to teach me. Which in my case, of course, is music. And during that second week, I had one student who went one step further and started to disrupt the class, as students are prone to do once they start to get acclimated with their surroundings. In this case, a new school for the student, a new school for all the students, a new teacher, a new experience. And the student just simply wouldn't quit. He was determined to take over the class and become a full-blown clown. This was certainly a mission that this child probably attempted in the past. And I had to make a decision. When I have students who act out in class, there are many different ways that I react or don't react. But my brain is absolutely spinning as quickly as possible, trying to figure out what am I going to say? How am I going to handle this issue? If it's a student who I can see in his or her eyes is the type of student who 
is probably going to stop that behavior right away. Then I take the student off to the side or right outside into the hallway and have a firm discussion. With some students, I can be a little more heavy-handed than others in terms of the types of things that I say to them to get them to realize what they are doing is wrong. But I had a sense with this particular student that it wasn't going to be that easy. And my sense was correct. Like I did with so many previous situations, before the class was over, I took the student out into the hallway. And I simply asked him, why are you doing this? And he didn't really give me an answer. And what really scared me at that moment was not just the fact that he didn't really give me much of an answer, but he was smiling. And that always frightens me when students do this. Because a student of any age, when they're pulled out into a hallway, they usually know that they're going to be getting some type of talk or they're going to be in some type of trouble. And the last thing you expect to see them do is smile. And once I saw that smile and that smirk, I knew I was going to be in for a really, really difficult conversation, which could potentially turn into a very long school year. And I said to him, listen, you need to make a decision here. You understand that you've been disrupting my class and you're drawing attention to yourself and I'm not sure why you're doing that, but I haven't done anything to cause that, I don't think anyway. I haven't disrespected you in any way. I haven't been mean, which he agreed with. But he continued to smirk, and it really bothered me. And the way that I handled it, looking back on it, I probably could have handled it, handled it differently, because I decided to give in, which I shouldn't have done. And I said, why are you laughing? Do you think this is funny? And... Students who know how to play the game do these types of tricks to try to gain control of the situation. And he then looked at me and the conversation which had been going so well turned into 
Well, I don't, I don't really care. I said, listen, I said, I don't really want to go beyond the classroom with this. I don't want to go to the, the main office. So he said, I don't care. We'll do what you got to do. And it seemed like everything that I kept on saying, he kept saying, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. And I truly believed that he meant that. He really didn't care. And then the last one really stung. Because I said to him, if you keep doing this, I'm going to have to contact your parents. And I really don't want to do that, especially with students that are older. And he said, go ahead, call my parents. I don't care. He said, every teacher before you has called them anyway. After that day... Things continued to be rocky. He was disruptive. It wasn't extreme, but he definitely was a clown. And I just tried to not give him the attention that he so desperately wanted. Unfortunately, it carried over to another student who had the tendency to be a follower. Now I was getting a, a bigger problem on my hands because the first student absolutely had demonstrated some musical ability, but the second student, I couldn't tell how much musical ability he had, but I did get the sense that he was going to have to try harder than the first one. And eventually, the second student, because it wasn't coming quickly to him, he started to give up. Now I had a, a bigger issue on my hands. Two students acting inappropriately in class. And the first one has told me he simply doesn't care. Before I go on and tell you what wound up happening... You as a teacher, you as a parent, you and as, as an adult have to be able to recognize when someone does not care about a situation. And you have to get to the heart of the matter and figure out what is causing them to not care. Because once a person has made the decision no matter what age they are. Once that decision has been made, they're not going to put forth any effort. And we all know that that's going to spell disaster. The problem is that you have students who either understand something or they don't understand something. 
And if they don't understand something, they have to try harder. If they do understand something, well, it just comes naturally to them then. But then comes the effort piece. And when students are getting poor grades, it comes down to you either don't understand what's being taught to you or you don't want to put forth the effort. Now, it's absolutely and entirely possible that the person doesn't want to put forth the effort for a very valid reason. Example. You get home. Upon arriving home, one of your best friends in the neighborhood happens to be near your house. You have science homework that needs to be done. Work that you understand fully. But your friend is there. And you want to do something with your friend. Whether it's indoors, outdoors, it doesn't matter. You want to hang out with that friend. You've now made the decision to not do the work. And then you say to yourself, well, I'll do it later. And later winds up becoming the next day. And the student gets to school and as quickly as possible tries to do the work and it's poorly done. This student does care. If the student didn't care at all, no effort would have been made to do the work at all. But wait, what happens if the student doesn't do the work at all, makes no attempt? Does that mean that the student doesn't care? This is where you earn your money as a teacher. This is where you earn your wings as a parent. Because once you have determined that it's not just a lack of effort and it's not a lack of understanding, it's a lack of caring, this is a gigantic uphill battle. It is the hardest thing to overcome for parents and teachers trying to teach someone to care. And you need to understand that more often than not, it's a losing proposition. It is so difficult and so challenging if someone has entered that realm and made the decision that they do not care about something in particular, or even worse, if they get to the point where they simply don't care about anything, it's going to take a lot of work.
And it's going to take a lot of patience. And you have to understand that the issue, the caring issue, must be addressed before anything else. And you have to find whatever resources you can. Figure out any possible way to make a connection with that human being. And I have figured out one of the best ways to do so. Because what I found is that a lot of students who don't care have had a lot of people who have not really cared about them. It could be by their actions, it could be by their words, it could be by a perennial lack of success, it could be put-downs, And a lot of times, those words just simply can't get out of the child's head. Thinking that they may be a failure. Thinking that there is no hope. And the way that I'm going to get attention is I'm going to make sure that you know you're not going to break me. Because I don't care and there's nothing you can do about it. We go back to my situation. What am I supposed to do about these two students? How do I handle this issue? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? I know that failing them is not going to do anything. I should say it's not going to do anything positive. It's not going to do anything to change them. It's not going to do anything to change their behavior, and it's certainly not going to do anything to change how much they care about anything. But I knew if I could reach the first student, the second student probably wouldn't be too far behind because he was a little more of a follower. Several weeks later, progress reports were due, and every single student in the school received a progress report for every single class. Unbeknownst to me, all of the teachers this particular student had 
they opted to use the preloaded comments in the online gradebook. In other words, there was a, a default where you could select has outstanding behavior, gives excellent effort, is conscientious. About 10 different terms you could choose from. Some positive, some neutral, some negative. Now, I didn't know at the time what the other teachers were going to be submitting. <clears throat> because quite frankly, I learned a long time ago, I worry about one person and one person only, and that's myself. Particularly when it comes to teaching students in my classes. I worry about me. And I had already made the decision for all of my students, because it was the beginning of the school year, and their families didn't really know me at all, I decided that I was going to write personal comments for all of my students. And it took a long time for my six classes. But every single person got an individualized comment. But I decided to do something different. Because what I didn't reveal to you is that this particular student wasn't the only tough nut to crack. I had many other students in my other classes with issues. I found out about students with major learning disabilities, students who had been bullied, students who knew nothing but academic failure, students who were in environments not deemed acceptable for a child. and students who were criticized on a daily basis by adult figures. So what I decided to do with the progress reports was instead of the progress report just going home, and the student fearing the worst, I decided to let all of my students view their progress reports in advance. And I made sure that in that first class, with that troubled student, I made sure that he was the last one to read the comments because I didn't know how he was going to react. And the reason I say that is because if they were to react in a 
different way than what might be expected. The student deserved his dignity. The student deserved respect. And I think there are too many people out there who would say, well, he's been nothing but a pain in class. And he's disrupted things. And he's made your class a nightmare. Yes, there were many occasions where that's true. But my job as a teacher is to instruct students, not just in the content that they're learning, but in becoming better human beings. Because as I tell my students all the time, I never expect you to leave my room becoming professional musicians, pursuing anything in the field of music or arts or education. I simply want you to enjoy the ride, take what you can from it, and be good people. That's what life is all about. Because we have too many people in this world who are rotten. And they're mean, and they're nasty, and they're condescending, and they're negative. And it's not enjoyable living a life for anyone right now surrounded by such hate. One by one, the students came up and they read their comments. And there were a lot of tears of joy. And there were some people who were shocked. Some people just gave me a smile. And a lot of comments I received were ones that... that told me they they'd never received a progress report like this before for whatever the reason was that a teacher never took the time to type so much that a teacher never recognized all these different things about them that a teacher never went out of their way to say such nice things to the parent because you see my friends I wrote a lot of progress reports and none of them were negative. None of them had a hint of negativity. And in this child's progress report, our friend from my first class, I wrote, your son has exceptional musical talent. He is someone who has the potential to go very far on this musical instrument. When he applies himself, he's one of the best musicians in the entire school.
but more importantly, I enjoy his personality, and I know that deep down, he's a very good person, as evidenced by a ton of friends I see him with in the hallway each day. I hope he can take all of these great abilities and turn himself into a leader because the world needs more people like him. I decided that he would be last And that was all part of the plan. Because as the students were leaving the room, and he was reading his progress report, he broke down, and he sobbed, and he cried hard. And I asked him what was wrong. And he said, no one's ever said that about me before. And I'm really sorry. And I'm sorry for everything that I did to you in class. And I'm sorry that I disrespected you. And you're a good guy. It's important to note... That as the school year went on, he didn't have perfect exemplary, exemplary behavior. He wasn't a model student in the sense of always being a leader. And always trying his hardest and always giving me the best effort. But I tell you this how far he came and it happened immediately he started taking class much more seriously he understood that in a world where he's seen so much anger and so many people who never believed in him, he finally found someone who did believe in him and greeted him every day when he came in and joked with him and asked him how he was doing and took a personal interest in things outside of the music classroom. like the different sports that he played or other activities that he enjoyed. It should have come to no surprise to him that his music teacher even showed up to a sporting event or two where he was playing.
Because how are you supposed to get other people to care when you don't care yourself? This is where you need to lead by example. Actions are so much stronger than words. And kids, kids, they are very observant. They don't miss anything. And when someone truly cares about them, it gives them a reason to believe. It gives them hope. But I also had a hunch that more was going to happen from this. Remember, this student had a lot of friends. Starting with the other boy who was in the class. Who also became one of my top students following that event. No, not so much because of the positive report that he had received from me but more so in simply having conversations with the other boy and realizing how much I cared for them and how I wouldn't judge them and how I'd always be there for them. And then both boys told their rather large groups of friends And you can probably figure out what happened from there. If we want people to care, if we want people to put forth the effort and to do their best, we as adults need to be the ones to step up to the plate and deliver. And make it crystal clear that we're all in this together and we do understand. And we know what it's like. And we've been there before. And we don't just give up. I make it clear to my students every single day. You're going to have me for this period of time. And then you're going to move on. I'm telling you right now. You will have a lot of negative people. You will encounter for the rest of your life. How you decide to handle that situation when it arises is going to define you. Because if you're going to be confrontational every single time it happens, you're not going to get it very far in this life. And you're going to become a very, very angry and hate-filled person. Oh, you may care, but it's not going to be healthy. Or, you can figure out other ways 
of dealing with people in this world. And maybe, just maybe, after witnessing someone who believed in you and cared about you, you'll do the same for someone else. I hope you can take this very, very powerful podcast, share it with others, pass it along to teachers, to adults, and even to students. Because I care about everyone. And I want people to be happy. And this is my contribution in a small way. And hopefully, if it affects one person, just one person, then I've been successful in my quest.